Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. A lot of people on the lines to talk about this story that I hadn't heard of until this morning. Uh, Ashley St. Clair, a right-wing commentator, um, I, I know her from the Babylon Bee, and she's got a really big following on X. She was getting on a flight from Phoenix, and she came across just a line full of illegal aliens who were boarding the flight. They had very good seats, and she asked one of, and, you know, she recognized the bags they were carrying because she's familiar with what goes on at the southern border, and she knew that the bags they had were what you typically get when you cross into the country illegally. And so she asked a representative from Delta who told her, what does it matter? They're humans, too. Kind of trying to uh, morally shame her for even asking the question. This is a, this is one of the favorite tactics of the left to make you feel like you're a bad person. I'm surprised he didn't say, do you even have a hate has no home here sign on your front lawn? You probably don't. And um, so she wrote, what is happening? Are taxpayer dollars paying for this? We have a lot of people on the lines who want to discuss this. And and by the way, it comes as we're getting more information about the southern border and the numbers. This is from Fox News. There were over 12,000 migrant encounters on Monday. That does not include the thousands still waiting for processing in the Del Rio sector on Monday evening after a surge of migrants into Eagle Pass. The number includes over 11,000 illegal immigrant apprehensions and over 1,600 encountered at ports of entry. Now, keep in mind, the gotaways, that number is also astounding. And I was reading an article today from Border Patrol agents who say that's the number that keeps them up at night because these are people who get into the country and we have no idea where they're going. With all that being said, before we go to your calls, I just want to play the sound cut of Ashley St. Clair she is feisty and and I like how when when you watch the video you should watch it if you can find it she's filming the line and there's a few um there's a few people in the line who are giving her the hairiest eyeball I have ever seen she doesn't care she doesn't even acknowledge them she just keeps going this is cut 11 I'm at the Phoenix airport right now I'm waiting to board my fri- flight to New York uh to JFK and it looks like we have a whole lot of migrants who are also boarding this flight that the U.S. taxpayers are paying for. This is what the U.S. taxpayers are paying for right here. Premium seats on Delta that they have people coming here. We're paying for this, shipping them out to New York City because guess what? Everywhere else is at capacity. So they have these sanctuary cities like New York that they're now shipping these migrants to that we're all paying for. Oh, this is your tax dollars at work. And as a lot of people pointed out, when you think about post 9-11, how how intense the security is. And I'm not even saying it's effective because I've read plenty of reports that they run tests to see if all of the screening and TSA and everything they're doing would actually prevent anything. And I don't think it's all that effective. But it doesn't mean you can walk in with a bottle of water or a shampoo that's too big 
And yet we have people coming in who don't even have identification. Make it make sense. Kind of reminds you of how we had people coming into the country who'd never been vaccinated for anything, let alone for coronavirus. And then your kids couldn't go to school without the vaccine or you couldn't keep going to your job without getting the vaccine or you couldn't go into a Shake Shack without getting the vaccine. This double standard is starting to infiltrate even the liberal bubble. People are starting to see this. It's become so brazen, it's hard for everyone, even the hate has no home here, folks, to ignore. Let's go to the callers now. A lot of people want to discuss this. Brian, you're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Brian. Yes, Grace. By the way, Merry Christmas. Hope you and your family have a great first Christmas with your little one. You as well, Brian. Um, Merry Christmas. I just Christmas. wanted to share. <laughs> yes. So I work full time as an Uber Eats driver. And as I was talking with Taylor, one of the things that I have the ability of is canceling a delivery or a pickup of a passenger. if I do not feel like it will be a safe situation or a safe location. And as this reporter is stating, these pilots don't know who's coming on their plane. Um, and in this day and age when, you, you know, it could be a Hamas terrorist for all we know, right? Uh, it might have nefarious needs. Why put their life at risk? Why can't they say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable because I don't know everybody that's on my plane. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just not going to fly the plane. Why not have that option? That's, that's a really interesting point, Brian. And the other part of it, that would be if pilots did decide to do that, that would compound the problem that these airlines already have where they're incredibly understaffed um, for a multitude of reasons. And especially around the holidays, as we saw last year, they're trying desperately. I was watching Pete Buttigieg on TV yesterday, you know, making all these announcements about how, you know, he's in the office, he's working hard. They're trying desperately to avoid last year, which was a a. a bad situation and um, they are trying their best to avoid that. So Brian, it's a really good point. I don't know why the, I don't know why they can't make more of a stand on that, but I think a lot of these guys, they want to keep their jobs. They probably, I know I'm, I'm friends with a pilot. It takes a long, long time to, become an actual pilot for a commercial airliner and a lot of them just like their jobs and they want to keep flying but I, I think you're right that if you have a plane full of people that you don't have id on you do need to take a stand it will be interesting to see what they do because i think ashley st Clair was very impressed with the amount of pilots that reached out to her um 844-500-4242 when we come back we'll take more of your calls on this thank you for the call um it is amazing this time of year everyone gets so stressed out it's it's wild, and there's a really great way to unwind, and that's at the Nauset Beach Inn. They just opened up reservations for winter getaways. Jared has stayed at the Nauset Beach Inn. He brags about it all the time. He had so much fun there, and it's just a really beautiful place. It's a tranquil place. You can see the stars. It steps from the beach, and there's fire pits. There's fire pits outside. There's a fireplace inside. The views are incredible. And right now, you can stay at the Nauset Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. So don't delay because these rooms go fast. You're going to want to hop on this so that you can enjoy this magical season. 
with the tranquility of the Nasa Beach Inn. It's pet friendly, it has a view from every room, and the check-in is contactless. It's a great place to stay during school vacations. So to reserve your ocean view room, you want to go to the Nauset Beach Inn. That's go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. Again, go to NossetBeachInn.com. They opened up these winter reservations, and I want you to get on it as soon as you can. When we come back, we'll continue to talk about this, and I have more cuts from the Biden Conan O'Brien interview that nobody asked for. So don't go anywhere. This is The Grace Curley Show. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is The Grace Curley Show. All right, so I made the point, and I probably didn't make it well based off the text I'm getting, but I was just saying how if I'm running a hotel and this is going to be my hotel for the next however many years, and I let in a bunch of illegal aliens, and I'm getting paid more, I'm getting paid, it's consistent, I'm getting paid from the government, all the rooms are booked, but I know, if, if you've read anything from The Row, The Roosevelt, the way this hotel then gets treated by a lot of people who are living there, um, there's you know drugs, guns, alcohol, domestic violence, uh, children being left alone in these rooms by themselves, screaming, crying. I don't think I'd want to put my hotel through that if eventually I wanted to go back to just being a regular hotel. But a lot of the texters are finding issue with my theory, and I feel as though they are making a good point so i will read it 339 says grace yes but these hotels are getting two to three times more per room for a full 365 days they are literally making millions more than they can walk away yeah and, and as howie pointed out a lot of the hotels in new york city they're run by people who aren't even living in this country so they really don't care if the hotel you know goes to hell they're just they're just trying to make money and then get out. So that to me makes sense. But I don't know. Maybe I'm, I guess I'm just naive. I just think of myself running this hotel and being like, oh, it's, it's being destroyed. Gail, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Gail. Hi, Grace. Um, I just wanted to ride the last caller about the pilot uh, and how they could help us by actually, yes, bringing up. Uh, the point of we don't even know who's getting on the planes. And you know what? We need to disrupt the... I think it's our turn now. <laughs> Gail, you cut out... You, 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 you cut out a little bit there. You said the pilots... Go back to what you said. You said the pilots need to be doing more. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm driving. Um, the pilots need to be uh, making the point, like the caller said, about who's getting on the planes... Um, and maybe, you know what, they could strike or whatever and help us because uh, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. And, and you know what, Gail, it kind of what I think of are the uh, female swimmers, because I talked to Riley Gaines about this once. And she said one thing that was always told to us is you guys should just get out of the pool. You should refuse to race if you have to race against a male uh, who's competing against you. And she said, you know, but you, you work really hard and you get to this point and, and you want to give it your best shot. And 
you get to a level of competition where you feel like you're doing yourself a disservice or maybe your family who supported you to not swim and swim your race. And, and I, I get that. And I get why pilots might say, listen, I need this job. Like I, I can't be the only one. But to Gail's point, sometimes unless the people who actually have access to what's going on stand up and say something or do something, nothing's going to change. I will say this. They're reaching out to Ashley St. Clair right now. There's a lot of pilots who are, you know, I think they're talking to her anonymously, but they're sharing what they know. And I would be very interested to hear about how all of this is happening. And the other point here I'd make is that when Jen Psaki was the press secretary, she was asked about this. And here's the amazing part. So you have Brandon Johnson, you have Eric Adams, you have um, all of the Democrat sanctuary city mayors who are furious they're furious you have the residents of martha's vineyard furious that their open arms their open invitations are actually are actually being put to the test people are taking them up on their invitations to come to these liberal enclaves and you have all these people who are so mad about it right but and the perfect example is really ron DeSantis. he sent planes full of migrants to Martha's Vineyard and this he was accused of being performative of a political stunt of using people as pawns of he was accused of human trafficking by sending people to Martha's Vineyard and the funny part about that is that months before the New York Post was asking questions about flights that were landing in New York full of migrants at like three in the morning. Under the cover of darkness, these flights were landing full of illegal aliens. And they asked Jen Psaki about it. And she said, well, it wasn't in the middle of the night. You know, it wasn't in the middle of the night. It was like 2.30. She goes, it wasn't in the middle of the night. I guess on a, she got them on a technicality because context matters. But nobody accused the Biden administration of political stunts or using those people as pawns or human trafficking. So it's okay to move people. It's okay to move illegal aliens into certain places in the cover in the darkness, in the the cover of night. If taxpayers aren't going to find out about it or if you think you're going to get away with it. But if Republicans do it to make a point, which they have made, by the way, I think it's safe to say it's been an effective strategy then that's human trafficking. That's not allowed. That's inhumane. 844-500-4242. Andy, you're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Andy. Hello, Grace. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Merry Merry Christmas. You're about to have the best Christmas you ever had in your life, and I hope it's a joyful one for you. Thank you, sir. Um, I, 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 uh, I had a the experience of going up to Portland. You know, we've seen uh, the, the tent city uh, in Portland on the news and such, and I, I haven't been up there, but I went up yesterday, and I happened to drive by it. I was dumbfounded. It, it, the, the pictures don't do half justice of what's going on there. It is the most appalling thing I think I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's reprehensible. And we have, we have local leaders, state leaders, government, national leaders that are so uncreative and so irresponsible and feckless to not be dealing with this. Um, my, when I was a kid, my parents would tell me about the shanty towns that would uh, spring up during the Depression. Um, and um, they, they, uh, 
they saw these, you know, and and that that was the first thing that went through my mind. That's what we've got. And those in those days, they called them Hoovervilles. And I invite you and Howie and everybody else to start referring to these as Bidenvilles. That's what they are. Yeah. Andy, you make so many great points. And I think the word you use that I love is feckless, because that's what we have here. We have feckless politicians. I do want to give credit, though. There are some Democrats. I was reading today about the latest uh, Democrat senator to come out. And let me see if I have this story pulled up, because it would be perfect if I did. The latest Democrat senator to come out and say, we need to do something about this border. This issue is getting out of control. So there are Democrats um, who have who have attempted to be on the right side of history with this. But one thing I wanted to mention here that Andy just made me think of, and it's a cut that we played recently, you had uh, Washington's Pramila Jayapal, and she's a member of the squad. I don't know if she's an official, if she's a maid member, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's a member. And she was talking the other day, she was asked by a reporter about the funding being sent to Ukraine because Republicans want to tie border security to the billions, the over $100 billion we sent to the Ukraine. They said, we're not going to fund Ukraine unless we can secure our own border. It's the very least this government should be doing at this point. And Pramila told this reporter that there would be big backlash for Joe Biden. Let's play this. Emma pulled it up. Let's play this. This is Pramila Jayapal. How much backlash will you get from the left if he does agree to these changes? He's gonna, there's going to be a lot. We have to put together a coalition that is the same coalition we delivered in 2020 for him to win the White House, for us to win the Senate, and for us to take back the House. Mm-hmm. And that coalition involves a lot of young voters. It involves a lot of immigrant voters. It involves a lot of folks of color. But why would there be backlash for securing our border when when what they're proposing, these Democrats, is securing the border in Ukraine? But yet securing it here, she worries for Biden is going to create this massive tidal wave of backlash. It doesn't make any sense to anyone with half a brain. Paul, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Paul. Hey, Grace, how you doing? Good, what's going on? Uh, I, uh, nothing much. I, I, I met your, your, you years ago. I worked for that hotel group, I used to, rather, that uh, with the Navy-Army uh, Games scandal. Yeah. You know, and back during COVID, um, we were housing the homeless. And I'll tell you, um, they've been getting money from the state to house the homeless, to house the illegal immigrants since COVID started. You know? Paul, and, can I ask you something? Yeah, go ahead. Were you required to get vaccinated when you worked for this hotel? Uh, no, but you know what? The, the level of danger that came with having these people there, I ended up uh, cleaning a room and being stuck with a needle. Oh, geez, Louise, this is like the nurse who was given Howie an IV and he was this young man from Boston and he's he was working near Mass and Cass at one of the hospitals, I think BMC, and he got the day off and Howie said, how come you don't have to go into work today? He said, I got punched in the face by a crazy person on Mass and Cass. Yeah, this is this is what happens. It's, it's a danger to everyone. And when we go to bring it back to the planes here for a second, it's especially dangerous if you're up in the air in a steel can with people and you don't know who these people are, you don't have any identification for them. And I'm not saying everybody's bad. I never say that. But the same way I'd want to know 
who the American citizen is sitting next to me and that they showed their ID, I definitely want it for someone who just entered the country. I don't think it's asking that much. Woker jokes coming up next. Get on the lines now. 844-500-4240. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We are joined now by the Wizard of Woke, who always has so many opinions. And you know what, Emma? Because he's so opinionated, I do want to throw the poll question at him really quick. Oh, we could kill the next 20 minutes with the poll question. You know what? Let's save it then. Let's okay. let's save it. We'll, we'll keep you on here for a while. Taylor Cormier, he's in the studio wearing green, looking so festive, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Grace. Thank you very much. All right, and you guys know what that means. It is time for Woker Joke, which is brought to you by Aviva Trattoria. A gift card to Aviva Trattoria is the perfect gift for any occasion, especially for Christmas time. So pick one up at any of their six locations to find the one nearest you. Go to avivatrattoria.com. All right, Emma Foley's on the board. Let's play Woke or Joke. Everything woke turns to sh- Okay. I started a joke. Ha 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 ha. Pink haired wokers. The word woke means loser. Had the joke was on me. Oh no. All right, now if you win. You will be entered to win a $50 gift card. Um, Now, here's the deal. Here is the deal. Taylor's going to read you a headline. You have to decide, is it woke or is it a joke? Did someone hear one of these two sickos make it up? And if you're right, you could be entered to win a $50 gift card. Okay, here we go. Let's start. Are you ready, Taylor, first of all? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Okay, let's start with Peggy. Peggy, you're up first on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Peggy? Yes, I am. And Merry Christmas, Taylor, and Merry Christmas, Grace. Thanks, Peggy. Merry Thank Christmas you, to Peggy. you. Merry Christmas to you as well. I hope you win. Here is your headline. How to calculate your Christmas light carbon footprint plus methods for January offsets. I'm going to say woke. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's a joke. Peggy. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. That was a very good one, though. Thank you, Peggy, for trying. And you know what my follow-up question is going to be for you, Taylor? Christmas lights. You put them up? Oh, yes. A lot of them? I we So we drove around the block the other day just to see who else in the neighborhood had Christmas lights on. We got a lot of Grinches in our neighborhood. Really? I put up lights. Uh, they're white lights. I put them up very meticulously because they look sloppy. The past few years I've done it. I've just been like, you know, a nail here, wrap it around, kind of drape it. But no, I got clips on every single light now. Oh, very nice. Under the uh, the shingles, on the gutters, everything's straight and uniform and looks great. On the bushes? Uh, we don't have any bushes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, what do you feel about... Uh, with, over the garage, like the archway of the garage? I'm going to ask a question I think I know the answer to, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask it anyway. How do you feel about nets? You know, they- Hate them. <laughs> 
I all right. Here are the Christmas decorations I hate. I hate nets. They're mm. lazy. Anybody can do that. The wraparound look. You do it yourself. It looks so much better. Uh, inflatable yeah. lawn ornaments. I wish I still had my BB gun. That's all I'll, I'll say about that. Jeez. Um, the hologram light displays that many people use as substitutes for lights. They just put up this screen projection on their house of snowflakes. Looks terrible. Now, now question, do you do white lights or do you do the colorful lights? I would love colored lights, but I am married and she likes white lights. It's just listening right now. So we compromised and we put up white lights. Is, Is she listening right now? No. Okay. I'll play this back for her. Okay. You're dropping a lot of she. I, I don't know. She is boring. I love color in my life. Okay, we're going to get back to this conversation. I have more questions for you. Okay. I-, I could talk to Taylor about these things for a long time. It's my uh, last day before the Christmas break. I'm off tomorrow, so today's your opportunity. So soak it in, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's your warning. Get as much as you can now. Bob, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Bob? Yes. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. And I love the we compromise and put up white light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what marriage is, Bob. Here's your headline. Trans woman become... <laughs> Here's your headline. Trans woman... Be- <laughs> Trans woman becomes croquet world champion at 23 in historic win. Woke. He's sticking with woke, and it is woke. Very good. Okay. Not a joke. Not a joke. Now, I have a very, very good job, Bob. Um, I have a question. Croquet. Yeah. That's kind of like golf. No. Putting. Baseball. No. No. It's its own weird British thing. But what is it? Like, explain it to me. I. It's the one where you have the it's little... It's a series, yeah. And of, you, you kind of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like putting, yes, but it's that's what I mean. with with a wooden hammer, it's a mallet. It's like polo without the horses. A very slow, old person version of polo. So this is why I ask. Where you stand still. It's not just to go on a tangent. Okay? You got to hit them through the, the, the wickets, the, is what they call The little them. tunnels. Yeah. Here's why I ask that. Yeah. They're big staples. Does it make a difference if you're a female or a male in that case? It doesn't seem like a, a sport it's of strength. strength. It's Well, it's strength. It's accuracy. It's um, what? Accuracy. Those wickets are only a little bit wider than the balls that you're hitting. No, but what I'm saying is why does that make a difference with men and women? Aren't they? Can't they be? I'm not, I'm not trying to be woke here because Lord knows. I'm not trying to be woke, but I'm just Men saying. are stronger than w- women. But are they more accurate? I'm married, so no. It's just interesting. Like, but you know what? I guess you're well, right, I, though, because I would say, they wouldn't put I would the golfers. Say this. I would say this. Men are more patient. Does that make sense? Does that, that helps? I, men, it's a mental game. Yeah, like golf. Yeah. And for golf, they have two separate leagues. They have men and women. Right. And if you put a man in the women's golf league in their tournaments, I'm sure they, they would. They will beat him up. Yeah. Women golfers, man. Oh. They're a tough crowd. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I understand. Um, all right. James, you're up next. Uh, actually, let's go. We'll, we'll go Gary first. He's been online longer. Then we'll go to James. Gary, are you ready for your headline? 
I am, and Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas, Gary. Here is your headline. Wear a black Santa household. Why representation during the holidays is important. Yeah, that's woke. It is indeed woke. Very good, Gary. Not a joke. Not a joke. Very good. I mean, maybe this is just the the day where I'm the woke girl, but I love a black Santa. I love a white Santa. I really do. It reminds me of Daryl from The Office. He wanted to dress up as Santa and be a black Santa so his daughter could see a black Santa, and I thought it was cool. Yeah, I've I, I have no problem with a black Santa. Saint Nicholas, I would imagine, was of white skin color, but I don't think it really matters. Yeah, we take creative people. License. People represent Jesus. We, I mean, we've misrepresented Jesus as white for many years. Very good point, Taylor. Yeah. Well, are we turning into, we are the no, woke people. No, I don't mind a black Santa. Me either. Me either. And I support all Santas. So put that put that on my record. I'm, I'm not buying two Santas, though, if I'm going into a Home Depot. Well, no, because you're... I just need one Santa. You're I also frugal. We don't, we don't have a Santa, though, so there is no representation into my household. Now, inflatable Santas, that's a different story. BB gun to the head. Okay. Ed, you're up Take next. Take that in your bowl full of jelly. Are you ready for your headline, Ed? Yes, and Merry Christmas, Grace, Taylor, Emma, and everybody else at HCRN. Oh, everyone's being so sweet today. That's That's what happens when I come on the air. Is your heart growing two sizes? No, no. no. His shoes are too tight. I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go, Ed. All right, Ed, here's your headline. Humans are fueling global warming just by breathing, study claims. It is woke. Very good. Not a joke. Not a joke. Humans are fueling global warming just by breathing. So this was a British study they did, and they say that uh, people exhaling, um, experts explain that methane and nitrous oxide in the air we exhale make up to 0.1% of the UK's greenhouse gas emissions. So once you factor in the farts and burps being produced by humans, it becomes clear that humans are fueling global warming by just exhaling from lungs. What? So then you're going to have some people who are bigger perpetrators than others. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have someone who's people a heavy have, breather. People have big lungs? Yeah, and people who fart a lot or people who burp a lot. So you're saying we should kill off the bigger people? No, I'm just saying that this is, again, going to be a, going to be the next thing. From like Harry and Meghan and all, all these people. part of the desensitization project to make you believe that some people are expendable. Oh, geez. Oh, it's all part of the depopulation of the planet Earth, Grace. Okay, well. In Jared's absence, I am the next <laughs> conspiracy theorist torch carrier. Okay, here we go. Uh, Dan, you're up next on the Grace Moving Curry very show. quickly off of that one. Dan, are you ready for your headline? Hi, Grace. Hi, Taylor. Merry Christmas to everyone. Hey, Taylor, I have a question for you. Do you decorate with C9 bulbs or are you use uh, you know, imitations? Uh, so we have the yeah, we have LEDs. I, I do like the look uh, of the old uh, incandescents. The, the, you can't beat the way those glow. It's very hard to replicate. I'm a big advocate for them, but, you know, you can't find them anymore. We might have to bring you back on a little uh, bit They're later. hard to find, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Dan, here is your headline. How one pre-K class is using Rudolph as a lesson on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I would say that's woke. It is a joke, Dan. I'm sorry. What do you think By of the Rudolph? Way, that was a joke. That's not true. Rudolph, I, I, the claymation, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies, and I don't know why it's not on your list for the poll question. Oh, it is so anyway, good. Anyway, that's, that's uh, the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes, yes. Um, but it's true. Santa's a jerk in that one. He's a mean guy. He's under a lot of stress. Well, he's skinny in the beginning. He's supposed he to be jolly. Yeah, he is under a lot of stress. And he stress eats, apparently. Yeah. It's, it's, he gets it's fat as the movie goes on. He's in charge of a lot of people. And you know what, Taylor? It's, you know, he's, he he's does, employing he tells, so he does many people. Tell, he tells Donner that he should be ashamed of himself for having a son who's deformed. Yeah. It, it's he says on. that. Donner, you should be ashamed of yourself. He would definitely be canceled nowadays. Yeah. Santa was a jerk, but I still love the movie. Do you think... Well, some people think Rudolph gets a little uh, big for his britches as the movie goes on. How so? Like, oh, he's, you know, hot to trot. He's the he's the man. He's the big man on campus. Look at my nose. Look at me. I'm, look, at, look at all the things I can do. I'm saving the day. All the he women did. love me. All the women love me. He did save the day. Okay, so you're Team Rudolph. I have... I'm never a main character guy. I'm always a second banana. Yukon Cornelius is great. What about the elf? Uh, Wants to be a dentist. Hermie? He's annoying. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think we're good here. Are we good? Do you want to do one more? Sure. Let's do one more. Uh, Peter, you're last up on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Peter? I am. All right, Peter. Merry Christmas also. Merry Christmas, Peter. Here is your headline. Yeah. Hallmark just premiered its first ever lesbian holiday rom-com. Mm, I think that's woke. It is woke, Peter. Do you, do you watch these these Hallmark Not a movies? Not a They're joke. a big thing around this time of year. I know people who watch one every single day leading up to Christmas. And you keep those people in your lives by choice. And they're all about like the same thing. Oh, she runs uh, a big business. He owns a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> Yeah, you know he's got a red truck that's kind of rusty, and he wears a flannel, and they get pumpkin spice lattes. Mm -hmm. Some people love it. No, I don't watch these. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, and that brings us to: Can you stay? Can you stay for one more segment? I'd love to. You know what we're going to talk about? Because there's still there's a lot of big news. I have not forgotten. We're bringing Caroline Levitt on at the two o'clock. So if you're if you are dying to know about what's going on with Trump's team as far as the decision out of Colorado. We will talk about that with Caroline Levitt. Who better to talk to than someone who knows so much about the Trump campaign? So you're not going to want to miss that. But when we come back, we're going to keep it a little light for a segment. And we're going to talk about the best Christmas movies with Taylor Cormier. And, you know, he does he's not someone who has a lot of opinions on a lot of things. But I think in this case, we'll get some out of him. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's The Grace Curley Show. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. 
listen. On a very serious note, horrible shooting in Prague. Um, we'll give you some updates on that when we come back as we read more about it. But uh, thoughts and prayers with everybody there. It looks terrible. I think 15 people are dead. Um, we will give you more information as it comes out. Um, now, switching gears here, though, we still have Taylor Cormier in the studio. Did we do the poll question yet, Emma, or do we have to start it? Okay, let's do the poll question. Because this is, Taylor, this is your bread and butter, talking about things. That have no consequence yes. at all. Yep. And getting so heated about it. When we have you on, you know what you are? You are... I'm a pot stirrer. You're a pot stirrer, but it's like fireworks for the text line. Mm-hmm. The text line blows up with people saying, Taylor's wrong about this. Taylor's wrong about that. I'd say many more people say I'm right, but proceed with the poll question. It's brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call one eight four four a perfect smile or visit perfectsmiles.com. Emma Foley, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is, which of these Christmas movies is the best? The Grinch, the Dr. Seuss version, Home Alone, one or two, Elf, a Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life, or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'm going with Home, Home Alone, one or two. I'll go with It's a Wonderful Life. What are the results, Emma? It's a Wonderful Life is leading with 38% National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in second with 19%. A Christmas Story with 18%. Do you want, do you want all of them? No, that's good. Um, Taylor, you have a minute, so go so ahead. The for floor is yours. many years, I did not consider It's a Wonderful Life to be a Christmas movie. But in my age and with it wisdom, it is a Christmas movie. It's not just a movie that takes place at Christmas time. A lot of the theme, it's the, the present of the movie takes place during Christmas time. The timeline brings you into the past, so it explains up to that point in time what has been happening in George Bailey's life. It's a great movie. Frank Capra, a lot of great morals in it, um, and it's, it's just a classic. A Christmas Story, good movie, overplayed. I agree with you. And it was overplayed as when I was a child, before it was like a 24-hour marathon. It was in my house every single year. Yes, yeah, And it just, I, it's it's... Okay. I, the I lamp, can, we I get can, it. Yeah, the yeah, leg, yeah. Ah, <laughs> the dog with it's the turkey. It's still, still funny. Elf, I think, is a great movie. I really enjoy Elf. That's probably my number two. I never thought I would enjoy Elf. I'm not a big Will Ferrell guy. But you but like I the dad. I really appreciate it. Yeah, the dad. There's uh, uh, so many great moments in that movie. And uh, it's a, it's a tear, it can't be a tearjerker. I want to talk about this Christmas time movies versus movies that take place at Christmas. We'll be right back. We'll talk more about this. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. 